It's your host, Sensei NK. Back in another video, baby. Let's say thank God to everyone that listened to the last episode. And don't forget, go vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's most... Oh, go follow me on all social media at Sensei NK on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Venmo, everywhere. But yeah, today we have a... It's a good, it'll be a good episode. Today's a good episode. Um, we have our guest. Hi there. My name's Ben Hogan business student at St. Thomas, and I'm here to talk about things on the podcast. Cool things. You're going to like them. And today, because of high demand, uh, you guys said, what do you think about the the debates, presidential and the vice presidential? I said, you know what? This seems like a good episode topic. So yeah, let's, let's get it started. Uh, let's start with the presidential, since it was... Earlier, people probably forgotten a lot about it. Yeah, let's let's do that. What do you think of the overall, just like the overall events, like watching it? It was just a bundle of energy right there. A little chaotic, not a little. It was it was chaotic. Um, I think all debates in politics they normally lack a lot of formality, which would be like including listening to the moderator. Respecting your opponent, not speaking over, because in an actual debate, that's normally uh, that's against the rules. But as we saw in this presidential debate and debates prior, those rules normally don't uh, always get followed. But this debate was a little bit different because it completely it was, was not followed. Exactly, <laughs> it was com- It was like past debates compounded upon each other, and it was just a mess because. Um, President Trump spoke over Vice President Biden just too many times, too many times. Vice President Biden would get upset. I believe he told Donald Trump to just shut up, man. Um, (laughs) President Donald Trump refused to uh, speak and listen to the moderator. Um, The moderator actually did a great job trying to stay. uh, He did the best as he could. He did the best he could, but unfortunately... Uh, President Trump just did not respect the moderator. And before, you guys might come at me for uh, sounding partisan there. If you look at the debates, Vice President Biden hardly spoke over uh, the moderator. Just say that. <laughs> Honestly, it, I kind of, yeah, I'm on, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the same wave as you. Because, like, throughout the whole thing, from all the storylines that were going going around from COVID to how the economy was going to even even race relations, it felt like all of it was just jumbled, and no one actually had like a clear sticking point to each to each one. I actually uh, have a little comment about that. What you mean? Um, the way I saw it, and this like, I this isn't this isn't set in stone, but this is what I got from that. Um, President Trump, his strategy was to make uh, Vice President Biden seem flustered because I know a lot of people, they acknowledge Biden's age and his stutter and they assume that it's dementia, although they would be wrong. (laughs) It is really just a stutter and he has lost a couple steps in old age, as everyone does. But we expect that kind of behavior from President Trump. We've had him for president his four years. I mean, Trump supporters like that. They like that he's brash. And he showed that last night. But Vice President Biden, see, he can't stoop down to that level. But the more President Trump interrupts him and just says all of this stuff, 
uh, it does make Vice President Biden look flustered. And I think that's a great strategy by President Trump and his campaign team because they have that advantage to go low and dirty that Vice President uh, Biden just can't do. Yeah. Um, speaking of what you're saying, uh, the whole plan was to try to make him seem as old as possible. Like, throughout the whole thing. Wait, how old is, how old is he? Uh, let's check real quick. I know. Because Trump, Trump is 74. I think. Let me look. Joe Biden is 77 years old. Okay. Now look at Trump. Donald Trump is 74 years yeah, old. Yeah, 74. Right. So it's, they would have been in the same high school together. <laughs> They're trying to make him seem like he's, he's way older. There's so much there's so much going on that I feel like the fact that this is such like a big thing, the fact that people even care about the debates cuz like last um last two elections no one would no one had told me go watch it like go watch the Obama Mitt Romney one no one was really talking about. It. There's not much there wasn't as much news coverage. We were a lot younger back then. No, 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 not not like me. I'm saying like as media as, as a whole, whole like cuz of I looked up. I looked up some of the, the 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 views number, the views numbers and stuff. The the political the presidential debate that happened that just happened raked in like on I think on CNN it was like three point three million, and then the Obama and Mitt Romney one I think it was like one point two, and that is crazy. That is crazy. How much more people is invested into it? Than there was in previous years, and for for another example, why it's why it's like so weird that we're all so invested into it. They're like the main. Did you see how they were how they were like promoting it? Yeah. It was like the main events. Trump fighted. Yeah. I yeah. Said, wow. It's like a it's like a fight match. Like literally. Ah. Huh. Joe Rogan should have been the moderator there. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dope. But uh, honestly, I'm surprised they didn't fight, bro. Because after after the shit he was saying about his kid, about his son, yeah, that that was kind of very reckless. Uh, very reckless, and I feel like that's that's all he stands for. That's that's what that's like. He finds um, a thread to pull on, a heartstring, just pulls it. Yeah. Um... I think it's clear. I mean, I don't think I f- don't think this can be debated. I think uh, President Trump does like he likes the chaos of it all, and I don't think he gives a shit about anyone besides himself. That, and I think you see that through his policies, but also I think it's important for a presidential to act presidential and in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. And President Trump has and just does continue to refuse. Um, that responsibility and that level of like respect that should come with the presidency. So, as you're saying, the top, the the what would you what do you call it? Um, policies, the policies. Yeah. One of the talking points that they had was for the economy. How did you feel about what they were talking about? Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm granted. I'm not the best at economics, but what I do know is that an economy is based on trends. And President Trump adopted a real nice trend from the Barack Obama and Joe Biden uh, presidency uh, 
President Barack Obama, he stepped in as president right after the housing, the mortgage crisis in 2007. And him and Biden was actually the leader of this task force. Um, they implemented a lot of um, economic strategies to get us out of the recession. And by the end of eight years, we were in a solid, solid place economically. Donald Trump inherited that and claimed it as his own. Speaking on that, okay, anytime someone was like, um, Obama had the, the worst presidency, it was the worst for economic, da 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 da, da. he inherited all the... Exactly, all the exactly. He, Who's the tool person ahead of him? George W. Bush. Bush. Useless. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. Um, his, um, and back to, like, presidents, because the Bush would just be a whole different story, and... Uh, let's just keep it more current. Uh, President Trump's economy, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, a lot of the policies he wanted to adapt were uh, Reagan economics, and I know a lot of uh, people are Ronald Reagan diehards, and they think that he really was good for the economy. What is but Re- he contributed majorly to the two thousand eight recession, and he was a president in the eighties. His policies laid the groundworks for the system to be corrupt, a lack of regulation, and yeah. Reagan economics can be pretty much deduced down to, and this is like a non-economist speaking very like top level, surface level stuff. It's trickle down economics. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hopes that like uh, you give tax breaks to the rich and the wealthy corporations and they'll make that jobs. they'll invest and make jobs and everything, which sounds nice on paper, but behind closed doors in like, uh, to correlate with that tax policy, uh, he deregulated the stock market. He deregulated the mortgage crisis. Um, someone that used to be, um, I forgot what his role was, but he was involved in the mortgage and financial sector, Alan Greenspan. He then became the U.S. treasurer amid oh, wow. the crisis. And so you can see just a level of systematic corruption there, whether or not you want to believe Alan Greenspan committed anything illegal um i feel like it just correlates with kind of the systematic corruption there and that just goes along with trump wanting to adopt the a reagan-esque economics policy and then just to keep it even more current um he started the trade war with china we were actually doing fine with china and um amidst all the tariffs that every economist thinks a bad is a bad idea um, we saw we've seen the m- most inconsistent stock market and Dow there ever has been, and I feel like uh, actually I don't know if it ever has been. That was kind of just a blanket statement there, but I do know that its inconsistencies are not what economists really hope for in a strong economy. Mm-hmm. Even though the highs were high, the lows were also very low. Economists would rather see something consistent because it actually shows that a country either is doing well or can make changes. And I don't know if people remember, but economists were predicting that there would be a recession in the United States prior to Mm COVID-19. So COVID-19 was just the cherry on top. So yeah, uh, I don't think he's economically sound. Speaking speaking on on economics, um, President Trump was consistently bombarding Joe Biden saying, but don't you, you want the Green New Bill. this is to explain the. Well, I feel like you'd do a better job explaining the Green New Bill. Green New Deal. Um, well, it's a uh, this extensive uh, deal 
proposed by, uh, I think she's a congresswoman, um, AOC, Alexandra, um, I forgot the middle part, but like Cortez, I think, mm-hmm. again, might be mistaken. I normally just refer to her as AOC. Um, the, to go back in history, the New Deal was FDR's um, deal to get us out of the Great Depression. So the Green New Deal, which is relatively worded off of the New Deal, is a substantial environmental policy, but also um, the main gist of it was actually to attack um, kind of the housing sector and get um, to get people some low-income housing, to get people universal health care. It was practically an entire New Deal with tons of economic and tax-like reparations and um, with a lot of like sustainability mixed in and the goals would be long-term sustainability, okay. both environmentally and economically, because in the short term, um, it would be more expensive, but long-term, uh, just focusing on the environment here, without a Green New Deal or something substantial like that, uh, we will end up losing billions and billions more dollars than if we took action now. Wow. Wow. That is... Okay. From what you described, it is so weird that people are still against climate change. Yeah, I know. uh, I'm from Billings, Montana. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty red state. And I know countless people that don't even believe in it. They... They're not the people that slightly dismiss it or be like, well, it could be. No, they just outright uh, refute it. Um, Once someone, I posted something on my story and someone slid up in my DMs and said, but it's snowing outside. And it was snowing in a very early time to be snowing. And that just just reinforced my point about climate change. And people often, uh, they correlate. I mean, they are correlated, but they, global warming is a part of climate change. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what people get mixed up is when we mention climate change, they think it's global warming because the earth does actually have natural like periods where they would warm up. Nothing like we've seen now because this is some it's, of the hottest. It's the warmest it's ever been. The warmest and like the way it got there was the most rapid because you just see this huge spike since the Industrial Revolution mm-hmm. in the 19th century, and there's no way that there's no correlation there. But, uh, yeah, I think people get climate change confused for global warming, so they'll make some bullshit comment like that. Like, it's cold outside. What do you mean? Yeah, it shouldn't be cold. <laughs> the climate's changing. Bro, it's fall. Yeah. <laughs> why is this snow? Okay, another part. I, the reason why I think that idea is dumb, where it's like, bro, it's snowing. Da, 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 da. It's been as, it's as been as, as cold as it's ever been, in some part, some parts of the, like. Remember, um, I think it was this was it this year? No, it was last year. It was last year. It was one of the coldest it's ever been in Minnesota. Yeah, um, I remember Us my family and Alaska about that. were the same. Make that make sense. That is that is crazy. Like there was some there was water pipes that bursted in my house because how cold it was, and it always it always blows that people still refute this, especially when there's like videos and pictures of cats being frozen into icicles outside. Well, the thing that uh the thing that gets me mm-hmm. is to go one to go along with the Minnesota winter. Um, I mean, granted, I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Montana, but our winters are actually pretty comparable. 
and why the hell is there are there still blizzards in April? I get the occasional <laughs> snowstorm, but blizzards like that level of like um t- like that being cold and the snow and all the storms we get that is not natural. That is not what the Earth's core should be like. And then uh, yeah, back to like people refuting. I think uh, I think really. Um, I think it's a psychological thing that you see on both sides of the political spectrum about issues, but uh, people don't like to be wrong because mm. when you admit to yourself that you're wrong, you're you realize idiot. you've been doing things wrong, wrong and that your way of thinking and maybe even your entire way of living is flawed. And that's a scary concept for people. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, they would just automatically be right if they listened to the science, but I think there's a little bit more nuance to that. I mean, um, for it's it's something ingrained in us when we're young. Like when if you argue with your siblings or someone, your friends, you don't like to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And you would rather convince yourself that your lie is truth out of the risk of realizing that your life may just be full of fallacies. And now you're you're looking back at it, and now everyone has their own personal truth to every little thing going on. And that's why there's so much division in literally everywhere we look. I think, uh, I think yeah, to speak on the division part, um, I think it is important to claim your stance on political and social issues. I, I really um, have been disliking the, oh, I'm in the middle. Like, I get the need that you want to be a centrist, but... I think now is an important time to establish a firm ground in your political leanings um, and to be able to reinforce that on the other hand. Like, I don't want you to just claim you're Republican but not know any policies that benefit the United States that are Republican policies. And the same goes for the Democrats. But I also think that there needs to be more discussion and less argumentative speech because Arguments and debates are for the purpose of changing someone's opinion, but we know that most people don't have their opinion swayed. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to change their own opinion, and I think that only comes with civil discussion about um, you lay out the facts, but you do it in a polite way. You don't attack someone for being wrong, or um, you, you just don't attack someone. Yeah. It turns out that most people are not attacking the idea, they're attacking the person. That's why they're always so closed off. And even if they attack the idea because they're used to being attacked as a person, they feel like, again, they're being attacked as a person when it really may just be, no, you're, what you're saying is false, but not, you're not false. But a lot mm-hmm. of times people correlate their ideas with themselves because they're the ones that generate those ideas, although mm-hmm. not naturally because there's biased news sources. That's what, oh my God, news sources are so ass. Oh my God. I remember I was I watched uh, um, who's who's Fox Fox, yeah, News? Fox News who's who's that one dude Tuck, like which there's like Tucker Carlson there's like Sean Hannity I, I think it's I think it's a Tucker that did he, he have like the weird brown hair mold, like yeah, yeah that's Tucker yeah. Carlson when they speak I feel like they purposely remove all context every single time yeah. And that that blows me because I was like, there's no way other people think, especially on the on the the topic of race and race relations, especially with the police. There's no way, there is no way people consciously will see people getting shot 
and fucking strangled. That is the part that blows me the most. It's not even getting shot. It's the sh- people are getting strangled on camera. And people will still refute that and say it's... They should have been. They should have been listening. They I, had uh, I, they had weed in their system. I, I, yeah, bro. I they mean, stole a candy bar freshman year in high school. They they deserved it, man. They, they have marijuana it. in their system. It's like that one actually gets brought up a lot. Like, but they had drugs in their system. It's like, bro. It's like Brad, you did too. <laughs> I know you smoke weed. I know you do harder drugs. And like, like in high school, if you were one of these people. You, we went to parties. We ran away from cops. Man. We hit from cops. We did drugs. We we drank. If we had gotten caught by the police, does that warrant our death? Us running away, the lack of complying with police, does that warrant our death? Getting getting shot in the back, yeah, bro. That's why. And then when I when I watch the news, it's like they paint they paint police in such a light. Yeah. Where it disregards all the bad things that's that that they that's happened. Yeah, they think. Uh, um, I think uh, there's a lot to go with that, and I think we really just have to ask ourselves the simple question of, um, why do we give police the responsibility that they do? This is not me saying that I we don't need a police system because I think every country needs some sort of police system, especially in a like cities and populations with millions of people but why do we give them the powers that we do why are police officers allowed to kill someone when they feel quote-unquote threatened for for example in the um who got shot in wisconsin like a month ago jacob blake jacob blake um you're telling me that three police officers with months of quote-unquote, like, hand-on training and the training to, like, subdue someone and not kill someone, that three of those dudes, and they also had tasers they and, like, pepper spray. Like, all that. They shot him in the back eight times. Are you telling me that three grown police officers could not take down a dude that was walking? And people are like, yeah, he was reaching inside of his car. Okay, let's just pretend that there was a weapon in there. You, if you see in the video, he was on the passenger side. They all have guns pointed at him. But they let him walk to the driver's side. Let's just say there is a weapon in that car. If you're a police officer and you're trained to subdue and to avoid threats, why would you let someone walk all the way around to their car? Why not just handcuff them there? Like, there's just, um, and also, um, that's, you want us to congratulate the police for doing their job? Like, Everyone always, like, Republicans like to post this in, like, like on their stories. They're like, shows a cop, like, hugging a kid or something. Bro, they're, they're like, this is the media. This is the side <laughs> that the media doesn't show you. Bro, like. <laughs> I remember someone. You do the bare, you're doing maybe the bare minimum. Bro. And you expect us to congratulate you. You, you are our workers. We pay you to protect and serve, to de-escalate, not to escalate. Speaking on the picture, bro, there's um, this one dude from Fuck here the cops. posted a photo of this police officer holding, holding, like, hugging this one black, this one little black girl. Like, I think she was seven, ten, yeah. some shit like Still that. Good. The con and people are like, this is the, this, this is the side the media doesn't show you. <laughs> and in the caption, they're like, this is this is misrepresentation. The daughter was scared out her mind. Like her parents made her take the picture. It, um, 
Yeah, um, a cab, and um, that uh, I'm not get a. The police force is a large organization. There mm-hmm. is obviously some good people within that. However, the system itself has been bastardized, and that is why you say all cops are bastards because the system for which they work for is a system where uh, people of color and marginalized groups cannot, like, they will not succeed in the system of security and police that we have. And that's not um, an opinion. That is just an unrefutable fact. And um, a lot of people like to bring up, like, the, the statistics, like, what more white people are shot by cops. There's two sides of that. One, what that just supports okay? police why, why brutality. Are you, are you okay and then, then, and then two... <laughs> Like, do you not understand, like, ratios and, like, being disproportionately affected? Like, there's a lot less black people than there are white people, and yet black people make up the majority of our police, of our uh, prison systems, which, by the way, many of them are for profit, which doesn't make sense for the idea of trying to rehabilitate someone and not make them suffer. And, yeah, there's just... um, and let's bring this back to the debate. President Trump kept wanting Joe Biden to say law and order. Well, I, I actually didn't know this until I listened to a podcast myself. After the debate, law and order is this like dog whistle of a term that was used by Nixon in the 20th century. And it has racist, it has racist implications. So President Trump's use of law and order, that does like that does rouse up white supremacy and supporters of it and proponents of it and president trump's refusal to simply on the other hand what they said denounce the kkk denounce the white supremacy and his like the the use of like but like really you can't denounce that group of people you want those people voting for you you like and so in the end they're like this is unfair. He denounced them during this time and this time. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay. But if somebody asks you... Just do it again. Just do it just again. Do it again. It's not hard. Just run it back. And here. has he actually denounced them? Let's go back to Charlottesville. It was um, protesters to support um, black lives and marginalized lives against literal white supremacists and KKK members. And our Tiki dear torches. president said... Um, this is mostly a quote, but maybe more or less a paraphrase. He's like, there are good people on both sides. What? There's, okay, let's just pretend it was the radical left versus the radical right. The radical left being people that want, like, equal rights and universal health care. And just because you don't agree with those policies, let's go on the other side of the spectrum. Radical right, normally, it's, like, fascism and Nazis and white supremacists. Like, the people that want to, like, eliminate Jews and, like, black people. And if you guys want to come after me for this, just watch this Vice news report on Charlottesville. And the white supremacists are proud to say what they believe in. There's nothing refutable here. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about that. It's just, um, yeah. Um, like, I don't care if someone's a Republican. It's just... Or Democrat, just be educated. Yeah, vote just, for who you want, but please and like know when, what you're voting when for. When you're presented with the facts, or if you're the one presenting the facts, like I said earlier, don't do it in an attacking way. Just 
learn to be wrong and move on. I don't think like I like I personally would not care if I told someone a fact and like I would not attack them. And on the other way around, if someone's like, you're wrong, they presented me a fact. I wouldn't get butt hurt or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, now I know more. Now I can say that I'm right. Like, it's, yeah. But, oh, one more. Um, The thing that shaped 2020 the most, COVID. How do you think they both answered on that? Um, okay, President Trump spoke in all hypotheticals. You, millions of people would have died if you were president. Like, that, that just, like that's just a statement. I, I could say that. I could, like, th- th- he could have been like, if Ben Hogan was president, millions of people would die. There's zero facts there. There's no context. You're just, it's just like a childlike attack. And, um, one, the case, like, COVID does exist, guys. Wear your masks and socially distance and please stop partying. And then two, um... Like, oh, shit, where was I going? Like, COVID-19 is deadly. And there are new, like, uh, statistics coming out that just itself, yes, COVID is not as deadly as the flu. But that just reinforces the idea that there are higher risk people, people that will be affected because of other conditions besides solely having COVID. And unlike the flu, we haven't had decades to adapt to antibodies and to get vaccines man and because of that covid is much more contagious it's let's not argue about the death toll let's argue about how many people get it and how that does affect an economy especially when there's a lack of science to real like we still don't fully know everything about it so it is quite dangerous despite its low death rates and just like Let's just forget all that. You're still claiming that 200,000 plus people don't matter, the ones that lost their lives. The millions that have been affected by this, that have lost their jobs, that have lost their houses and their apartments. And now they're getting evicted. Yeah, there's, uh, it's just a lack of empathy if you don't have any regard for COVID. And it is clear that our president doesn't because, as we all know, he got it and a lot of his staff got it. And he still went to fundraisers. He's still holding rallies. Like, and he's claiming it's not that big of a deal. Well, for you, Mr. President, you received the best health care, which happens to be socialized health care in the country. No one really has access to that. So, yeah. Um, just people's lives matter. Have empathy. Please, do, I know it's hard, but please do your best to socially distance and wear a mask when needed. And let's just, let's just for once in our lives as Americans, subscribe to science, believe in scientists, and also with the understanding of science, science progresses. Our understanding of COVID-19 and what was said by the CDC then is not all applicable now because like science and with studying things, you happen to learn more. It, 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 it's funny how that works. So just after this, um, look up everything new you need to know about COVID. And also just take into account that just because you're not affected, other people's lives are and in ways that don't amount to lives lost. There's so much more nuance to it. But I think we can all just 
agree mostly. The always rested in college. That COVID's it's been hard on us. That's really all I have to say about COVID. Wow. After all of this, who do you think won? Because I'm leaning towards Joe Biden winning. winning oh, yeah, 100% yeah, Vice President Biden. And that's me thinking the debate actually went pretty poorly. But a lot of people, like I said, sent people that are trying to avoid arguments, they're saying, oh, this whole thing was a mess. Both sides were really disrespectful. Go back and watch it. Joe Biden was hardly disrespectful. In a situation where a grown man <laughs> is interrupting you every time you're trying to speak about policy, you would also tell him to shut up, man. In fact, many of you, like, you guys have probably punched him. Pre- Vice President Biden, I don't think he's the best speaker. Obviously, he has a stutter, and he does have some age with him. But overall, he remained civil and tried to, tried to present policies and to still be firm in his response as vice president and as a presidential candidate. And with that in mind, and if you just look at who actually spoke about policies, Vice President Biden won. You can come at me all you want for that, but I could show you hundreds of articles that would support that. But of course, you guys would just claim that's the liberal media, which, yeah, it's... Tons of credited journalists from Harvard and Stanford and all the top colleges that do hours of research a week. They're the ones that are lying to you. You're right. You're right. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to end it there. If you got this far, appreciate you. I'd like to say, um, yeah, follow me on all social media. Share this with your friends. Bring this up at the, what, what holiday are we getting close to? Halloween, but Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the, yeah. yeah. Save it, um, share it on Thanksgiving. And then just in accordance with what I've said, please, if you've listened this far into the episode, which, again, we appreciate, fact-check me. Fact-check NK. Like, in accordance to what we said, we if we have said something that's false or exaggerated or just not completely right... Or, like, like in context... Look, look it up. Like, I would love to know what I could improve on. And then, um, yeah, just... Ben.Hogan35 on Instagram. I deleted a lot of social media, but I'll, I'll throw that plug in there. <laughs> I shall have a... And vote. Yeah, and vote. Please vote. Have a blessed day. Goodbye.